Coming up. Can't nobody encourage like God can. Now, part of the problem we have is that we're not always paying attention. But I just want you to know throughout this series, I want to make very clear to you, if you don't understand yet, that God is the great encourager. And so we need to be in tune with God's movement, God's speaking, so that we can sense and know when he's encouraging us. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. We've all been in situations where things did not turn out the way we had hoped or expected. Sometimes we lose focus or experience pain and difficulty. Well, take heart. In today's message, Pastor Robert reveals the many ways God is ever-present and always encouraging us. Here's the first part of the message. God is the great encourager. One thing I know, I know because I've been living a little bit, that everybody, absolutely everybody, can use some encouragement. Yeah. So I, again, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what's bugging you or frustrating you, what's bothering you, hurting you, confusing you, disturbing you. I don't know. But one thing I do know, that whatever's going on in your life, everybody can use some encouragement. That's something you can take with you. If you, if you ain't got nothing else to say to nobody, you see somebody and you say, I don't know what to say, just think of something encouraging to say. That's all you got to do. Just think of something encouraging to say. Yeah. I, when, at my job, we had an uh, all-hands meeting for our division. And um, we did this exercise. The person that was facilitating, we did this exercise. And... Um, she asked everybody in the room to stand up and find, I think she said five people or something like that. And we were all coworkers, right? I mean, some of it not direct coworkers, but we all working for the same, in the same division. She said, find about five people and just go, go up to them and tell them something encouraging. Let's go say something to them. You you may not have even said anything to them before, but go say something to them. And so one of the persons I went up, person I went up to was uh, this uh, young guy, and I went up to him and I said, "I appreciate how you're always smiling." And he lit up. He said, thanks for noticing. Y'all understand? He just said, thank you for noticing. And so I told him, keep smiling. So everybody can use some encouragement. You can't think of nothing else to say. Just say something encouraging. Find something encouraging to say. That color sure looks good on you.
nice haircut. Your makeup is banging today. <laughs> now nah, that don't that. <laughs> See, that won't work. <laughs> you you talking to your wife is all right, but you you can't say that to everyone. So now let, let me put a put a put a little caveat in there because you you can't some some things you can't say. You you might find yourself at a in the human resource department. So when you find something encouraging to say, be wise about it. You know, be wise about it. Yeah, you don't want to say the wrong thing. Okay. You don't want to say the wrong thing. Yeah. So me, I told y'all before, you know, I, I keep a people file. So if somebody's in my people file and I, I learn something about them, I just keep adding to the file under their name. I learned their children's name, I learned their wife's name, their spouse's name or whatever, I put it in my people file. So if they're in my people file and I wanna think of something encouraging to say, I'll just go up and say, so how's Eleanor doing? Oh, did I tell you about my, I told you my wife's name? I said, yeah, about a couple years ago. <laughs> How's she doing? Oh, she's doing fine, man. Thanks for asking. I'm surprised you remember that. Yeah, I, we talked, you know, we had a conversation and you told me about her, so. How's little Joy? Uh, my people file. So think of something encouraging to say. I want to make this emphatically clear. As our title says, that God is the great encourager. Okay. Can't nobody encourage like God. And I'm gonna say that again because you know I don't know if y'all feeling me. Can't 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 nobody encourage like God can. Now part of the problem we have is that <laughs> we're not always paying attention when God is trying to encourage us. Sometimes we miss it. And we're gonna talk a little bit about that later. But I just want you to know throughout this series, I wanna make very clear to you, if you don't understand yet, that God is the great encourager. Can't nobody encourage like him. And so we need to be in tune with God's movement, God's speaking, so that we can sense and know when he's encouraging us. So on your outline, write this down. A, we can depend on God's encouragement. We can depend on it. We can depend on God's encouragement. Yeah, just like we can depend on fresh air, we found out some time ago <laughs> it wasn't as dependable as we thought, uh, only because of our our own doing. Uh, but it was just in our region. It was all the air didn't disappear on the planet. God could do that, though. You know, He could just say no more air on Earth. But He wouldn't. He wouldn't do that. He's a good God. But He could. Okay, He could. But we can depend on God's encouragement. We can depend on it. 
We just got to look for it. Here, Psalms 10, verse 17 says, in the New International Version, it says, You, Lord, hear the desires of the afflicted. You encourage them, and you listen to their cry. It says, You, Lord, you, you hear the desires of the afflicted. You encourage them, and you listen to their cry. I think I can say pretty confidently that all of us are afflicted with something in some kind of way. <laughs> okay, right now, something's bothering you. Something's, I don't know, something. You would call it an affliction, you know. And if it's a person, don't look at them right now. Don't, you know. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. We don't, you know, I'm trying to preach, so I don't want to have to break up a fight. So don't, if it's a person, just say, yeah, I'm afflicted. And don't do one of the things, you know, we, we used to do. You, you, you say something and you, you rub your nose and, you know, you like pointing, pointing over there. It's you know, right there. <laughs> don't do nothing like that either. Just, just say, hey, man, yeah, I'm afflicted in some kind of way, yeah. And the text says that God, that God will encourage you. That's what the text says. It says he'll listen to your cry. So, so either you're, you ain't cried to him, you ain't cried out, you ain't prayed about it, or you ain't paid attention to how, he wants, how he's been trying to encourage you. If you need a little help, if you need a little help, just look outside. You see the sun shining? I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what you're going through. Look outside. Look, the sun is shining. You can get some encouragement from that. Your heart just beat, I don't know, about 10 times since I said it. You can get some encouragement from that. Text says God's going to encourage you. The New, Internet, New American Standard Bible says, same verse, Psalm 10, 17. It reads like this. It says, Lord, you have heard the desire of the humble. You strengthen their heart. You will incline your ear. You see how it, it, it used the word the humble instead of the afflicted? <laughs> Interesting, huh? How many of y'all know that an affliction will humble you? Anybody know about that? <laughs> Anybody been humbled by an affliction? Yeah. It'll, it'll break you down. And it says he will strengthen your heart. Strengthen your heart. That's encouragement. Yeah. The... New Living Translation says, same verse, Psalm 10, 17. Lord, you know the hopes of the helpless. Surely you will hear their cries and comfort them. Interesting, huh? It says, you know the hope of the helpless. Anybody ever felt helpless? The text says, surely. Surely you will hear their cries. I told you you can depend on God's encouragement. 
and he says that he will comfort you. Uh, I know you've needed some comfort at some point in your life. All of us do. Yeah, comfort. And it comes in different kinds of ways. But the text is saying again that God will do it. He'll do it. The common English Bible says, same verse, Lord, you listen to the desires of those who suffer. You steady their hearts. You listen closely to them. Uh, I know that you at some point have suffered. You've suffered. You know what some suffering is about. And I know what you, what it's, what you know what it's like to have an unsteady heart. Just, uh, you know, and it may even get into your hands when your heart gets unsteady. It may, your hands may start shaking because you're just feeling jittery. Something's troubling your heart. The text says that God will steady your heart. He will steady your heart. And he'll listen to you. So I want to today, again, this is the start of our series. God is the great encourager. And I want to take a look at an example of it. And so write this down. B, Jesus encouraged Peter and the other disciples. Jesus encouraged Peter and the other disciples. John 21, 1 and verse 14 reads, Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. So as you see that the text is talking about after Jesus had been crucified, buried, buried and resurrected, that Jesus appeared to them for the third time. And this wasn't the last time, but this was the third time that he appeared to them. I think we can safely say that that was encouraging to them. <laughs> Okay, if, if, let, me, let me package this a little bit because you, you know, they had spent three years being discipled and walking with our Lord consistently with him. He's been teaching them, growing them, correcting them, mentoring them, blessing them. Breathing on them, and because of him, them, him, they had gone and done miracles, and they've seen all kinds of stuff. And then Jesus died. He died. The one they called friend, and he called them friend, died. The one they called Lord, Master, died. The one that told them, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father, died. The one who had healed the sick and raised the dead, 
died. The one who had never sinned, never done anything wrong, died. The one who had touched them greater than anybody ever had, died. The one they had put their eternal hope in, died. He died. And so Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, shows up, reveals himself to them. Three times at least, and it was more than that, but this we, we talked about the third time. The other two times, he had entered, I was going to say walked in, but that may not tell the whole story if I say he walked in. To, to, they was in this room locked up because they were scared of what the, the leaders might do to them because they had just killed Jesus. <laughs> So they in this room locked up, and Jesus entered the room. He, he just entered. He didn't unlock the door. He just entered, entered the room, the resurrected Jesus. He did that twice. The first time he did it, Thomas wasn't there, and, and then the second came back again when Thomas was there. and So they seen him enter a room that they were locked up in. He had revealed himself twice that way. And so this time, this is the third time that we're going to use as a case study today that he revealed himself to him. That had to be encouraging. It just had to be <laughs> very encouraging. And we're going to see some reasons why as we keep walking through the, le the message here. So see, write this down. God is and has been encouraging me. God is and has been encouraging me. I want y'all to make this personal now. And it's not just them. We got to acknowledge that God has been encouraging me. In fact, uh, you may have never heard yourself say it. So I want to give you a chance today. So you can hear yourself tell yourself that God has been encouraging you. And then we got witnesses here that can say, yeah, you said it. So, you know, can y'all with me say God has been encouraging me? Let's do it. God has been encouraging me. It's good. He's been encouraging me. I started out the message saying I, everybody can use some encouragement. Who's better to give it than God? Nobody. And so I, I don't know about you. I want to know. <laughs> when God's trying to encourage me, encourage me, I want to know. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to miss that mail. Y'all, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't want to not get that email, not get that, that, that text message, not get that inbox. I, if God is trying to send some encouragement to me, I want to get it. I don't know about y'all. I want to get it, and I want to get it fresh. And quick and often. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I need it. I need it. God, in fact, God, if you want to drop something on me right now, go ahead and drop it. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm sensing. Drop it on me right now. I need, I need it right now. I want the encouragement from God. And he is and has been encouraging me. 
So we're going to look at this instance, personalize it, look at how he encouraged the Peter and the disciples, and try to see how God's been encouraging me. Number one, write this down. He encourages me concerning the present, even when I'm not necessarily focused. He encourages me concerning the present, even when I'm not necessarily focused. John 21, 1 through 3, it says, Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. This is how it happened. Verse 2, Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. Okay, this is how it happened. The text says, Jesus appeared and this is how it happened. So seven other disciples was together. All right, seven of them. Verse three reads on, while they're hanging out, while they're hanging out, look what happened. Verse three, I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. All right, <laughs> I, I, I want y'all to be there. You, you, been, you ever been hanging out with somebody, some folks? You know, friends, your, your, you know, your buddies or whoever, and somebody says something like, I'm going to go do something. You ever been there? I know you have at some point. You've been there, right? It's like, I'm, you know, and Peter says, no, I'm going fishing while he's hanging out with six of his other friends. I'm going fishing. And look what the text says. And they said, we'll go with you. Does this sound familiar? You've been there? <laughs> You've been there? Some, you know, your friends, one friend say, you know, I'm going here, and then the rest of y'all say, yeah, let's go. That's, that's what happened here. You're hanging out with, with seven of them, hanging out, and Peter, you know, as Peter usually is, you know, the loud mouth, first one to talk. Peter says, I'm going. I'm going out. And they said, we'll go with you. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I've made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes, and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, 
and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at QuenchLifeCF to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. You thought it was your hard work <laughs> that produced the results. You thought it was because you, you know, you were smoozing with somebody that made this favor come your way. And then somebody may have to tell you, no, no, it, it wasn't what you was doing. It was God encouraging you in your work, in your studies. It was God encouraging you. Thank you for listening.